Assalamu alaikum. No. Okay, we should start. Yeah. Hey, Carissa. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? It's okay. Should we introduce the podcast? Probably. You know, it's... <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> we can. I mean, we could just sit here and talk. Yeah, this is our podcast. Um, Your podcast. My podcast, honestly. The Diary of a Mad Muslim, because I'm Muslim, and I'm mostly mad, you know, for, for many reasons, but mostly because of the fact that I am Muslim. <laughs> I, I am not Muslim. I am still mad, but not because... Are you mad because you're Muslim. not Muslim? Well, sometimes. Sometimes. That's a little deeper than we should go on the first episode. Okay. We could talk about my not conversion another time. Yeah, and then we could talk about other people's conversions another time. Because I don't (gasps) like like Lindsay Lohan. She did convert, didn't she? (laughs) She Oh, fuck. Uh, Eid Mubarak. Eid Mubarak, everyone. The day that this podcast goes up, I'm slapping this floor and it's not not okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to put a pillow under you? Probably. Please. Thank you. We're sitting on my living room floor and she just keeps hitting the rug. Yeah, but if you hear like a tapping noise, that's just just me being excited about this. But yes, Eid Mubarak, everyone, because the day that this, the very first podcast, the very first episode of this podcast goes up is going to be on the day of Eid. But the second Eid. Well, okay. Ex- let me explain for my non-Muslim friends. I've only been going to your your house for Eid for four years, but it's okay. I'll learn one day. The only reason why you come is because my mom cooks a ton of food. Oh my god, the food's so good. <laughs> Speaking so good. of food, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But anyways, yes, Eid Mubarak, because this is this is Eid, al- Eid al-Adha, and it's the Eid where um, we go generally go to a farm and we kill an animal because of the story of like um abraham and isaac yes where he was god commanded to sacrifice isaac so we do that in the quran he sent him to kill ishmael oh fuck seriously no because like hold on let me grab the quran (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, fornication hello no, you're right. It is Ishmael. I know it's Ishmael, but I want to find the verse because I'm... Because I've been explaining this to, like, a ton of people, and they probably think I'm fucking crazy because I've been saying Isaac this entire time. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I swear, the predominant like, Christian because, narrative... Because the names in Arabic are different from, like, the English yeah. names, so I get them mixed up because they all start with eyes. Yeah, it is Ishmael. So anyways, getting back after we fucking... Sorry. After 10 hours. Divergent. <laughs> after 10 hours. <laughs> Divergent Quranic theory message. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, Ish. basically, because I'm, I'm like, we, we go to a farm and we uh, sacrifice an animal. Usually a goat, sometimes we pitch it and we buy a, like a cow. Every now and again, it's a lamb, you know, Mary had a little mm-hmm. lamb. What else happened this past weekend? Um, that Fight. Oh yeah, that show of toxic masculinity between McGregor and Mayweather, who's a woman beating domestic abusing piece of shit. And you know what gets me the most is the what? fact that he's a boxer. He's a professional boxer, but he yeah. has like ten bodyguards. Right? <laughs> I would just assume that like if you're a fighter that you wouldn't need that many bodyguards at all. Right, because he's actually a pussy. And he's so tiny. Oh my god, I made a Facebook post and I was like, let's make sure he can make millions hitting men in the ring and then have no consequences for hitting women at home. Exactly. He should lose millions for hitting women at home. In a perfect world, right? But anyways, who are we? Who are we? Who are we? Who are you, Sarah? My name is Sarah. 
I'm uh, I'm already I'm have a bachelor's degree in political science at Georgia State University because we both we live in Atlanta. I'm, I'm my parents are originally from a small island called Trinidad and Tobago, and surprisingly they have a pretty decent sized Muslim population. And when they moved to the states, they were in New York, then migrated to Miami, and then to Georgia. And in Miami, there's a huge a huge Trinidadian Muslim population, but when we came to Georgia, there wasn't that much. It's mostly people from Pakistan and India and Africa, which which are all amazing, but their culture is so much different from my culture, and it it's it gets confusing. So I have ten million reasons to be mad, okay? Because I you're like my only friend here. No. <laughs> I've, lived, I've lived here for like ten years, <laughs> but it's fine. Well, bitches be fake. Like that's not your fault, honestly. But yeah, and I, I'm just, I just have a lot of feelings and like anger. Instead of, you know, going to a therapist, I'm just doing this here. Such a Gemini. Yeah. So just laying Free all my therapy. feelings. Free therapy. And I get to like, complain to you guys about all of my problems and slap this pillow. I'm Carissa. I am Sarah's best friend, extraordinaire, forever, soulmate, life, life, heterosexual life partner. Um, and I am not Muslim. I am very white and and generally Christian, if I feel like it today. Feel like it? So are you, like, Buddhist on other days? And Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm a witch. Sometimes I'm Buddhist. Sometimes I'm agnostic. Every now and then I'll be Muslim because it's fun. I'm generally... You're religiously fluid. I'm re- I am. I'm religiously fluid. Okay. Uh, but very, very cisgendered, bisexual, white female, generally. Cisgendered, straight, sexual... Sexual... Colored minority. I am a you walking are. statistic. Do you, you realize are a that? Walking statistic. Because like we both use she, her pronouns. Yeah. Yes. The, I am the walking statistic. Like you are. Because I'm fucking. I'm a minority. I'm a female. I'm right-handed. I'm Muslim. <laughs> You're straight as shit. I am the one percent of the, the the ethnicity chart. So like I check the other box. Okay. Asian. I, no. I have to check Pacific Islander because they don't have my country out there. But your country isn't in the Pacific. It's in the Atlantic. It's in the Atlantic. <laughs> wow, we've had a chronic lesson and a geography lesson. We're just oh man, it all in one. But you know, just literally my life as a standard Muslim is not special. I can tell you that right now. Like I am the worst example of a Muslim that you can possibly get. But like, th- thanks, Carissa. <laughs> Well, I'm a better Muslim than you, and we've established this on multiple occasions. Okay, but I mean, like, I'm not here to, like, preach Islam to other people. I mean, like, people, like, like you know, whenever, like, like how I thought Christian people were, I thought Christian people were, like, what what Christians would think Muslim mm-hmm. people would be. It's, like, like, really devout, go to church every Sunday, and charity, and LOL. basically Mormons. So, like, that, <laughs> that's what I thought Christian, Christians were for a really long time. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you're just, like, you and I, you don't follow, like, I follow Islam. I go mm-hmm. to, like... Friday prayers, Jumma prayers, every week as much as I can. But I mean, like, I still like my Chick Fil A. Who doesn't like Chick Fil A? I still like, you know, marshmallows, Bacardi. And you I, do like Bacardi. I have a bottle of Bacardi in, in the pantry in the kitchen. That is that's my just specific, for you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna have to fill my flask up later. Yeah, because I have it in my car. <laughs> Should not say that on my podcast. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not like I'm. I'm not like a prime example of a Muslim. So yeah. if you're coming to me and asking me for like advice on like, oh, you know, how should I follow this better? Like I'm the wrong person. But like if you come at me and like say, hey, you know, my family is like super Muslim, 
I'm kind of Muslim too. I like this dude. They don't like this dude. Like cultural shit. Like I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, and I could spit some like fatwa or like religious yeah. like teaching. Like I got you, but definition don't. corner. A fatwa is a religious ruling within Islam that gives normal guidance on daily life from Quranic teachings issued by an Islamic council. Thank yes. you. Thank you for that. But You're welcome. But the whole, what I'm trying to say is that I, like, I'm a Muslim. Yes. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't do it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a Christian. Who knows what they're supposed to do, but I don't do it. Exactly. Because of the... Like, I'm not, I'm not um, a hijabi, so I don't wear no. the hijab headscarf full time. My mom, she does, but she kind of doesn't. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Your mother. My mother. My mother is just so beautiful. She is. And she is amazing and the most loving person. Mm. And she is so brown. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. She, and she made me spaghetti the other day. And she, instead of using, like, ground beef, like a normal person, she uses ground goat. Ground goat spaghetti? Ground goat spaghetti. It was pretty damn good, but it was pretty damn off-putting. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever had goat. <laughs> yes, I've had goat at your house. So you know that it, it's, very, it's a very oily meat. Yes. It's a very greasy meat. And imagine a greasy spaghetti. Are you mad about that? I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, this shit happens. <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? My mom tries so hard to give us a normal life, and this is when we get goat spaghetti. <laughs> God damn it, mom. I could have been on the island. I know, honestly. <sighs> but, like, the island isn't, isn't like, what it used to be. No. Because, like, when my parents were living there, they, like, it's very cultural, and people don't get that about Trinidad. We also have that problem coming to the States. Like, when we were living in Fort Lauderdale, in Miami, um, like, we had, we had like, our group of people, and they were all from Trinidad and Guyana and Barbados and stuff like that, so they, they understood us, mm-hmm. our sphere. But coming here to Atlanta and being with people from different backgrounds, like from Pakistan and India and Somalia and Nigeria, all these beautiful places... It's, it, it kind of throws you off because it's like we're not Indian and we're not from Pakistan. And we're definitely not Somalian, clearly, you know. It's like there's, there's like a slight bias or I would even call like racism within our like social groups and religion because it's like they, they look at me and they see that I'm not, I'm, I'm not Indian. They can tell mm. that I'm not Indian, but they, can t- they don't know what I am. So when they see me, they start to speak Hindi and then when they understand that you're not Indian, they're just kind of like, I know what you are. You're the fake Indians mm-hmm. who don't know the language. You no, know, someone legit said that to me. And it sucks because it's kind of, because it's like I'm excluded because I don't know my, I don't know the Indian language, but I look like I'm Indian. So it's, it, there's, there's just like a bias there. And then it's very like group oriented. So it's like, if you're from, from like within the Pakistani culture and group and you identify with that they'll accept yeah. you but if you know nothing about it you don't speak the language you don't eat the foods you don't dress the way they do you don't smell the way they do they don't want you same thing with indians and same thing with like somalians or whatever but what is are you mad about that i am very mad about that <laughs> <laughs> because i had a home no the thing is that the whole point of islam is the reason why these different people were were made in, in, in Islam, this is what we, what we teach. The reason why we have different races and different religions and different, like, groups and sects and different things is for all of us to come together mm-hmm. and to share and intermingle and understand each other's perspective. Mm-hmm. Not to stay within your groups and kind of, like, separate or ex- exclude other, other people who aren't like you. 
And that's what I find kind of, like, um, like sad about that. Don't even get me started on, like, the fucking mosque. Because I can't go in there. So much child is screaming. They're running up the walls. Banging on the windows. Trying to pray this kid picks up my phone and walks off with it. Like, I was like, where? And, and it was like, oh, sister, you need to be patient. You're in the mustard. And I was like, yeah, you need to control your kid, too. So, what the fuck? Whatever. You're allowed to spank them. Like, it's fine. The uh, prophet said. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically racism within our religion groups. That's a problem. Know who else is, what else is a problem? What, Sarah? What is a problem? Donald Trump's toupee. Because <laughs> I swear to God, you pull that, that rat's nest off of his head. I swear to you, it says medium on the inside. Oh. It has a little label. Oh my God. <laughs> this is Versace. Trump. And his hair. And his hair. And his racist policies. Honestly? People of color. Honestly. Tell me more, Carissa. Tell you more. Well, Charlottesville, alt-right, which I hate calling them, the Nazis were protesting in Charlottesville, Virginia. And then a protester was killed when a Nazi ran his car into her, a 34-year-old woman. And... She died, and 19 others were injured, and the president came on fucking television and said what? With his goddamn toupee. With his goddamn toupee, and said, there was violence, violence on all sides. On, on all sides. On many sides. On many sides. Like, we didn't spend four years and billions of dollars fighting a war against these guys the last time. Like, we didn't drop the only nuclear weapon in the history of the world on these like what i love how your accent was just so spot on <laughs> my trump impression the thing is that like he just he's just kind of like washing his hands of it and he's encouraging police violence you know what i'm saying yes which isn't right either that's he's just encouraging all right violence he's encouraging police violence he's in, he's he's condoning this behavior and i would even go so far as to say he was encouraging it is he, him as a president it's slowly very slowly turning into a fascist society. Oh, like, the police brutality is just, like, open and out there. Clearly, the election was fucking rigged, yeah. you know? Like, and it's just, like, so many things are lining up to look at it that way. And then when you see, like, things like this happening where groups of people are getting killed, injured, harmed, large groups of people, because people would rather hold on to their racism than actually yeah. f- find a solution. And then people who are counter to the racism, counter to the hatred, are being false equivalency, you know, equated to these people. Like, being a fascist and being an anti-fascist is not the same thing. They're not two sides of the same coin. Like, we're supposed to be anti-fascism, you know? And if you watch, I recommend everyone watch the 20-minute Vice News documentary on Charlottesville. And the things that they're saying, they're insane. And they're militant and they're armed and they want to kill people. And they will Mm -hmm. kill people and they'll do it happily. And instead of handling this problem... The president, like with most things, is choosing to ignore it. And with the Muslim ban and with the wall from Mexico, it's just he is increasing racist formal executive policy in order to rev up his racist alternative right base. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to start affecting us in the next couple of months when we start the budgetary process, you know, and are we going to pay for this wall? Are they going to do this ban? The ban officially goes into into uh but execution thought, next month i thought like the um the supreme court like overturned it no Every time they like put, little put district judges and states have overturned it for their specific state but the official ban for those six countries goes into effect next really month. yeah 
And you know what's ironic is that the countries where actual yeah. terrorists the ter- come from come from are, are on the, the ban. Yeah. No. So like Saudi Arabia, uh, Egypt, uh, Pakistan, places like all almost all of the 9/11 bombers were Saudi. Yeah. And or Egyptian, and they're not on the list. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of the majority of the minority, like Islamic crime, is the minority in this country. I can't even call it that. But when it happens, it's usually done by a Saudi. Or a Egyptian. Egyptian. Yeah. And <clears throat> those aren't on the list. Basically, the whole the whole point of that ban is yeah. to not allow refugees into yes. the States. And the thing is that we need them here. They're literally sitting yes. in a war zone with rubble around them yeah. at looking for a way out. And by initiating the ban, people cannot, like, are, are, exactly. And by not getting them out, it perpetrates violence and you know kids get stuck in these situations that they can't get out of and Mm -hmm. people are just if you can't get out then you get stuck Mm -hmm. and it perpetrates the violence even more and people just don't like to understand that so that's something we're mad about i'm always mad about that like i just i just don't watch al jazeera anymore yeah simply for that because it's just like heartbreaking and and makes me so mad and angry whenever i see about that and then we have this Afghanistan policy. Yeah. Like, fuck all of that. Like, you realize, like, in the next two years, there'll be soldiers in Afghanistan who weren't even alive when 9-11 happened? Yeah, because you're enlisting these da- these kids too damn young. Fucking setting up ROTC yeah. um, things in high, high schools school, before they're yeah. even eight, old enough. And ship them off to Afghanistan. I have friends in Afghanistan that I went to high school with. And what are they doing there? They're sitting there. Yeah, they're not, not doing installing anything. a government. They're not doing anything. Our goals in Afghanistan, you know, haven't been the same since 1986. And, like, it's just been this stalemate of a place. Mm-hmm. And nothing's happened and improved in those relations. And what it does is it gives the Afghani people such a negative connotation of Americans, and it gives us such a negative connotations of Afghanis. And we have Afghani friends, and they're really kind of primpy sometimes, like posh. Like, my Afghani friends are really posh, and really you wouldn't think that they were from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just like the, per- the president is perpetrating this hatred and this rhetoric and this talk that just makes people hate people. Mm-hmm. Makes my family hate your family. Exactly. Makes the people I come from not trust the people you come from. Mm-hmm. And then... But, and vice versa. And vice versa, yeah. Because it's the same the same thing is kind of like more or less installed, instilled in like my brain too. Because when I look at the, the whole thing in Charlottesville, I'm thinking, man, these white people are fucking crazy. But it's not all white people. Yeah. And, and the way you look at it whenever you see Whenever when you saw 9-11 happen, whenever you see any type of terrorist bombing activity happen, you're just like, these Arabs are fucking crazy, but you know that I'm I, I'm not that way. You know? Yeah. So it's it's like it's like the whole thing too. It's it's like you see these these people who claim to be Nazis, these people who claim to be KKK, and they base it around religion, but they're not terrorists. But when people who uh-huh. claim to be Muslim and base what they're doing around religion, they're terrorists. Mm-hmm. And the language of terrorism, the way we use the word terrorism in American rhetoric to other people of color and we refuse to acknowledge white crime as terrorism Mm -hmm. is a huge problem they're all mentally unstable yeah and and that forgiveness you know it's all tied into white supremacy and patriarchal (laughs) culture but you know that basic if you're white you can't be a terrorist is such bullshit and it just goes to further divide us and you know there's only so much you and me as besties can do honestly because even at school sometimes we've had situations where, 
we've had older Christians in classes who've gotten offended, or we've had um, more active Muslim friends of ours refuse to hear the other side. Mm -hmm. But, like, it works on both sides, and the whole, like, rhetoric of it is just kind of, like, we're both looking looking outside in to the situation, and we, we're, we're taking away from it what we want to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what, what, what just gets me. And that's what people do, because it's easier. It's easier mm-hmm. to hate. It's easier to be ignorant. It's easier to just say, they want to kill us all. They want to kill us all. Let's all just kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Than it is for us to do what we did, which was sit in classes <clears throat> for semesters at a time and study modern Islamic rhetoric, mm-hmm. which is... You know, spend months together. You know, I go to I go to mosque with you and sit with your family at holidays. You come with me and we talk about, you know, what it's like to be Christian. We have these discussions on an interpersonal basis that cut through hatred. Mm-hmm. That's what people have to do. They have mm-hmm. to know people. They have to get out of their comfort zone. They have to allow themselves to learn and not be ignorant. But people choose not to do that. Yeah. It's hard. Especially when people think they're in danger. Mm-hmm. And... When the president of the United States is reinforcing that danger mm-hmm. and reinforcing the idea of hatred and fear and bigotry and violence, mm-hmm. nothing is going to get done. Exactly. People, if, if you're just kind of like letting people stay in this like mindset, then nothing will change. I remember I, I was listening to like a story about this woman. I think she was from like Israel or something like that. And she wasn't Muslim. She was Jewish, I believe. And she was on a plane ride um, to somewhere. And I honestly couldn't tell you where it was. It was probably to the States. And this Muslim man, and he had like his full beard. You know, he had his like, you know, skull cap, his kufi mm-hmm. on. He And he had like a normal t-shirt and like a pants. And he sat down next to her. And he was like, like clenched kind mm-hmm. of like and really rigid in his seat. And he was mumbling something to himself in Arabic. And this woman is like sitting there terrified out of her mind. Because she sees this Muslim guy with a full beard. Obviously, she's making assumptions based off of how he looks. And he's mumbling something in Arabic. And she's... The plane's taking off. She's terrified. So she's, like, trying to, like, concentrate and, like, read her book or whatever. And then she looks over and she sees the man. And she's like, do you want, do you want to read this book? Instead of, like, making assumptions, she says, do you want to read this book? And he says, uh, what is it about? And she starts explaining it to him and everything like that. And he says, you know, I'm so terrified of flying. I'm so scared. It just It just makes me so anxious. And I was praying to myself while the plane was taking off. And just, that's just her entire worldview, just like 360. Mm-hmm. She was like, this guy wasn't looking to do anything harmful. He's just scared of flying, simply. Yeah. That's entirely what it is. And when you just kind of like step back for a moment and get rid of your judgment, what you mm-hmm. think is happening is not what's really happening. And I think that, I thought that was kind of like an interesting story when I, when I saw it. And I've been on planes with Arabs who've been speaking Arabic. You know, I've been on a plane when we go on trips for Arab League, where, you know, the, half of the team speaks fluent Arabic, so we're in the back of the plane cutting up, like, girls, just the girls, like, there's mm-hmm. four or five of us, and they're yelling at each other in Arabic, teasing each other, like, it's nothing. And everyone in the whole plane is staring at us. Like, I've had uh, flight attendants come up to us and tell us to be quiet, like, Naeem, our professor, would, like, kind of give us some side-eye, because... We've spent so long in this country demonizing a religion and a language and a and a look because something terrible happened. But we didn't look at the causes of what happened. We didn't look at why those people chose to do what they did. We didn't mm-hmm. look at anything. We just make mass generalizations, and mm-hmm. that leads to more bigotry and hatred, especially when they're reinforced, like Trump is doing. Mm-hmm. So, lesson of the day, 
talk to people, educate yourselves. Exactly. You know, I, I picked up a Quran. Mm-hmm. you know, and read it. And so when people, especially Christians, fellow Christians, people in my family look at me and they say they condone violence, they condone hatred of women, blah, 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 blah. I can literally be like, no. Yeah. No. And if cool. you, if, and that's, that's one major thing about Islam that people just don't understand. They, they saw 9-11. Yeah. People saw 9-11. They say, yeah, that's a violent religion. Like, no, if you, Islam literally and everyone and their mothers who have ever talked about Islam can tell you. Islam literally means peace. Our religion is based around peace. It's based around love. It's based around love for one another, love for all of our prophets, who includes Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. love for everything and everyone, and respect for everything and everyone. And when people say, oh, it's a violent religion, that's just completely untrue. And I think I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day, and she, and she was like, um, I was explaining to her what Eid was, since, you know, Eid is technically the day this podcast goes up. And she's like, oh, so um, you guys believe in Abraham too? And I was like, yeah, we do. We believe in Abraham, Jesus Christ. We Moses. believe in Moses, Lot, Hood, mm-hmm. Noah, um, Jonah, all of them. They're all in our religion. And she's, she's like, really and i'm like yeah the only difference is that we believe in the last prophet muhammad because muhammad brought islam to us like how jesus christ brought christianity and how moses brought judaism you know and she's like that's that's insane i'm just like yeah you know if you read the bible really read it there's a part in it that's that where jesus says that there will one will come after him and when you read the um, understand islam and understand the story of prophet muhammad christian monks who were strictly a part of the Christian religion. You know this because we, we took a course on it. Um, they said that um, they they were the ones who identified Muhammad as the last prophet. Yeah. And that's kind of insane if you see these ridiculously devout, strict Christian monks identifying the, the last prophet in succession. That's just insane. And it just it's just how you want to interpret it, the, the all three religions. Because if you look mm-hmm. at it, they all say the exact same thing. Yes. As far as the commandments go, what you're supposed to do, what you can't do, aside from not eating shellfish, because we can eat shellfish. There's slight differences in, like, the beginning and the end. Like, Islam doesn't have a concept of original sin no. the way Christianity does. No. Um, and then, you know, Islam's idea of the revelation of the end times is different mm-hmm. than Christianity's idea of it's, revelation. It's slightly different, mm-hmm. but there are some similarities. Like, you guys yeah. have an Antichrist, we have an Antichrist as well. Yes. Yeah. So like but then we like have, that. like, the, 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 the 12 tribes of Israel come back, and the seven scrolls, and the horsemen. It's all very yeah. revelations-y. But we have, we have that shit, too. Don't worry. No, honestly, we have, like, the whole locusts coming, and we have, like, the, bl- the river of blood and mm-hmm. that, that stuff. Yeah. So, Cursa, as my white friend. As your white friend. As my token white friend. <laughs> I am. I'm everyone's token white friend. Because your skin is so porcelain white, and you bruise so easily. <laughs> And you're a ginger. That is, that is all that matters. All the tokens it was. It's so funny. My parents will be like, my dad actually asked me one time. He said, Carissa, like, don't you have any pretty white friends? And I said, I am the pretty white I friend. I am the pretty white friend, dad. Like, no. Like, I literally am everyone's white. Like, my two other best friends are Latina. My roommate's black. And everyone's just like, I fuck with this white girl. Because yeah. she's, she's woke and we can we can deal with her. I'm yeah. literally everyone's only white friend. Yeah. And I take that very seriously. <laughs> But you don't have other white friends yourself. No. You have, like, one other white friend. Oh, my She's God. A mess. I'm not going to drop names. Oh, my God, I do. She is. 
Yes, but she's also a ginger, so it makes her not actually white. Like, we are, like, a subset of the white population. We are also... Are you the anomaly? We are the anomaly. We are... It's a, it's a recessive <laughs> gene. Do you know that only one in 20,000 people is redheaded? Really? Mm-hmm. You are, like... Token. I'm token. So what? Is, so are people who are strawberry blonde? Are, are they like twenty percent? Or you're just kind of like fakers? No, I think if you have any red tint in your hair, you technically have the gene. Okay, but you know, there's so many different shades. Like my shade is a very specific. Yeah, your hair is like fire red. Yeah, yeah. it's red. And then my mom's is strawberry blonde. My grandmother's was like deeper red than mine. Really? So it just it depends. I I, I was a redhead once. <laughs> And that went fantastic. Oh no, I screwed my hair up for like months. Oh, it was awful. It, it was, was so horrible. Bad. I had to chop all of my hair off. <laughs> my corner this week. I'm taking two classes this semester on the psychology and language of terrorism. Okay, that's which awesome. Is awesome. That's a mouthful, though. It is a lot. It's a lot, and it's a lot to think about, and it's a lot to do and read. I've probably read like 400 pages on defining terrorism alone, but like. My Carissa's corner of the week, my thing that I want to say, terrorism is not brown. Brown people did not invent terrorism. They did not create terrorism. 9-11 was not the beginning of terrorism. Terrorism was invented. The modern definition of political terrorism was first thought of or invented in France during the French Revolution, the reign of terror. And the definition has changed from something that happens when political parties get in power and use it against their own citizen, something that happens when someone's anti-state, something that happens when someone's anti, anti-government, anti-monarchy. It's just the definition has changed and it's hopped around. You know, it had some time in France and then the Russians picked it up and, and assassinated several czars. And then the Irish picked it up during their time fighting with the British and kept it till modern times, the mm-hmm. Irish Republican Army is one of the most widely recognized and strongest terrorist groups since before Daesh, which, mm-hmm. uh, before ISIS. And, you know, I'm learning and I'm reading all this, like, deep contextual information about the history of terrorism. And terrorism wasn't brown and wasn't brought to the Arab world. It wasn't an Islamic thing at all. <laughs> one of our professors has this whole PowerPoint about all the things Islam and Islamic societies, especially Baghdad and Iraq. Before um, Babylon, Babylon was like the uh, yeah. like the whole like central central yeah. education learning yeah. center. Of, so like, was the Arab Baghdad. World. So was yeah. uh, New Delhi and India. Exactly. Like a lot of the Arab world really created most of the things we know, like surgery and math, and, and then the curse in the healthcare, and then the Crusades like took it all away. Yeah. But um, terrorism is white. First, it was white first. The white people invented it. I believe it. And it was only used in the Arab world after. U.S. intervention in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's really important for us to realize that this terroristic ideal and this idea of modern terrorism has nothing to do with Islam. It is a political ramification. Terrorism is inherently political. It is not about the religion. The religion is being used to recruit because religion talks to people more than politics does. But it is about politics. It is about U.S. intervention. It is about death and destruction and meddling in foreign affairs and it's about colonialism but I don't want us to always think of terrorism and equate it with Arabs because Mm -hmm. it's not for a really long time the the largest terrorist group Mm -hmm. in the history of the world ever going all the way back to the assassins when they started thousands of years of human history the largest terrorist organization by numbers is the Ku Klux Klan it's the Mm -hmm. KKK they are a terrorist organization Mm -hmm. And they are the largest. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Daesh might have them beat now purely with numbers, yeah. now that ISIS might have them beat. But up until 2013, the largest terrorist organization in the world was the Klan. And it's really important to, you know, conceptualize and understand terrorism for what it is and what it isn't, mm-hmm. and to understand the definition of it formally, and to understand where those definitions come from. Yeah. You know, states define terrorism as actions by a non-state actor Mm -hmm. so that their actions cannot be counted as terrorism. So it's just really important to understand these things and we shouldn't make broad generalizations and every time an attack happens you shouldn't do what me and Sarah do which is wait for his name to drop and see if it's Arab or not. Yeah, and find out if he's, you know, mentally unstable or if he's a terrorist. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, always know that death is wrong. Death of innocence is wrong. And terrorism works because it terrifies us because we think we're going to die because we think we're not safe because it's so random and so brutal. And it can be used by any person for any reason of any religion and anywhere. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, one of my professors, we, our first thing that she said to us was you are more likely to get struck by lightning three times in your life than you are to die from an act of terror. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the media and everyone makes us think we're in all this danger all the time. But it's really important to know that we aren't, that we are safe, and that everything is okay. Because the best thing to do to beat terrorism is to live your life and to not be afraid. But also understand that terrorism doesn't have a color or religion. It's just something that people do when put in a political corner to make a political statement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And a few things I wanted to add, because like, you made so many awesome points you know what i'm saying and um as far as go, when you were talking about the clan in the south where we live the clan is very prominent yes there's this place in georgia called still mountain mm-hmm. and they actually held like or like rallies, rallies and stuff like that there all the time all the time mm-hmm. and people were like are still defending it i think you know they were they having like a whole um like think about it because they want to stop using that location as like because well, they were condemning mountain, it stone mountain is a confederate monument it's a giant piece of limestone in the middle of uh metro atlanta that has confederate generals on their horses i forget which three a giant rock is just <clears throat> undermining what it actually is it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a literally a mountain it's of a limestone. mountain of limes it is granite. huge yeah. huge like it takes like an hour to climb like it's huge yeah and uh you can see it from an airplane you can see it in the distance no matter where you are in the city if you get high enough but it has a uh, carving of Confederate generals on the side. Mm-hmm. And they do a huge Confederate Southern laser show twice a week about, you know, rebels and the devil went down to Georgia and about, you know, glorifying the Confederacy. And it's a really important monument to Confederates. And it's really important for us to recognize what it is. And the Klan does meet there. And the Klan has never stopped being active. Like, people think this whole thing is a resurgence, like in Charlottesville. But the Klan never stopped. They stopped killing people, mostly. They stopped doing what they were doing in the 60s because they were being hunted, and and there was repercussions for the first time, but they never went away. They never stopped meeting. You know, they just met in secret, more secret. They just stopped being so brazen. But this president has allowed them to feel like they can come back, and they can come back without hoods. They can come Mm -hmm. back with just their faces, that they are allowed to do these things. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to show them that they aren't. To yeah. call them out on Twitter, to find their Facebooks, to get them fired, to show that there's ramifications for your actions, mm-hmm. period. And then the company Tiki will tweet to us and be like, <laughs> we are not responsible, we have no association. Yeah, they're totally using... Tiki torches. Tiki torches, which is so freaking ironic. It, seriously, just get a, a old t-shirt and a stick. And a stick, right? <laughs> Lazy asses. Honestly. And then I know you also like mentioned like um, how like terrorism is not like 
based off of like a religion or institution yes. is based and the, the, the thing is is that these people who are being recruited into mm-hmm. like these organizations they're so uneducated and they think oh you know like especially in the islam world they think like oh you know if the, they literally get brainwashed because they don't know any better and if you it, I, you didn't read the book um letters to a young muslim yeah. you read it no I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you a copy so you can read it. Omar Saif Yusuf, mm-hmm. he even talks about he says um, people who are so uneducated, these groups will find them and instill and say things like, oh, you know what, we love you, mm-hmm. we care about you, God loves you, God cares about you. If you do this act of terror, God will love you for that. And that that's the idea yeah. that they instill in their brain because these kids are so lonely and they're looking for guidance and direction. They can't get it. And then they turn towards this and this is what happens. They yeah. construe. And there's no work. There's no, you know, financial opportunities for them, especially in the Arab world right and, now. And that location because yeah. of all the wars that's been going on. Yeah, the colonial influence and how it's influenced the economy of these countries. And so mm-hmm. that's definitely something to be mad about. I'm just mad about everything. <sighs> Do you have any questions as a white person who who is come walking into this meeting me for the first time what questions do you have for me carissa to wrap it up do you really pray five times a day you're supposed to but personally i don't i pray like three times a day because honestly it's it's really difficult because you we have to wake up right before sunrise like dawn and you have to make a prayer and then, but the prayers are long. It's like it's like usually two cycles of a of a prayer. And if you look at videos and stuff like that, you'll see. And then you, then around um, mid morning, there's another prayer. And then afternoon, there's a prayer. And then late evening, there's a prayer. And then there's one at night that you have to do. So five, and it's kind of like time consuming, especially when you know you have work and you have school and you have all these different ob- obligations. But yeah. As long as you, I feel like personally, as long as you're making an effort to try and get them mm-hmm. in, that's what matters. But you're supposed to, like my dad, he'll le- legit, st- like, cause my dad's a mechanic, he'll stop what he's doing, go to the back office and then make his prayers and then come back to what he's doing. Like he's yeah. dedicated like that. But for me as a teenager who's still working and learning and understanding my, my own religion, it's difficult to, do, to get that done. Like what should we say at the end? Oh man, stay angry, my friends. Stay angry. Okay. Anger is good. Anger is constructive. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. But before we tell you guys to stay angry, first of all, I have homework. Show us a picture of your diary. Tell us one thing that you're angry about and follow us on everything and we will reciprocate that love. For sure. And we want to thank our music shout outs and our art, the amazing cover art for the podcast. Okay, so our awesome art was done by this really cool person. His name is Vin Tanner, and his Twitter is HologramVin, and I'm going to link that in the description below. And our music was done by Guru Kid, and he's on SoundCloud, so you can definitely link him below as well. I will link him below as well. Yes. Okay? And you can follow Sarah on Twitter at SoftlyBaked. And, and you can also follow the pod on Twitter at um, MadMuslimPod, and you can follow Carissa on Twitter at KariCrab1. Literally, I will link all of it in the description below, and you can follow all of us for more content. We are naturally sad and sarcastic and sadistic yes. and masochistic. All of the istics. <laughs> all, all of the istics all, <laughs> all at the same time. All of the istics on social media. And because thanks to Airbud Media for producing this, producing podcast. this podcast. Yay. Follow the other pods, Femme
dumb as fuck. Into the Twilight, our favorite. Strange Little People, which is so amazing. Oh, hilarious. Those so guys are funny. So funny. They're adorable, right? They are. Anyways, so. thank you so much. Thanks we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.